0: All right, let's pray together. Would you join me in a prayer? Heavenly Father, we're here to think about and to reflect on the most incredible night in human history. So we pray that you would give us open ears and open hearts to all you have to say to us as we think about Christmas. And we pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Wow, I've never seen the room like this. Pretty amazing, pretty amazing, right? Merry Christmas to you. All right, I want you to think about just for a minute. What's one of your personal favorite Christmas traditions? I don't want you to say it out loud, I just want you to think about it for a minute. Okay, for me, it's Christmas Eve all during the day. In, in my house, what's happening all day long is the smell of a perfect Christmas Eve dinner is like coming to a boil. Um, The McCoy family traditional Christmas Eve meal, probably like a lot of you, clam chowder. Clam chowder and Christmas go hand in hand. My dad would start out with a couple cans of of clam chowder soup into the crock pot. But two cans of clam chowder soup is not good enough for Christmas. So he would dice up some potatoes, a couple of cans of fresh clams, a bunch of secret McCoy spices and flavors. It does involve Worcestershire sauce. My mom would get out some crackers and a bunch of cheeses that people had given us, little summer sausages and all that stuff. And like, so all day long I could smell cheese and meat and clams. Doesn't that just sound like Christmas? <laughs> Wash that all down with a big glass of eggnog at the end of it. And it's a chicken winner, man. It's amazing. Christmas dinner. Okay. Now there are some things um, that you don't mess around with. And one of those things is Christmas. Christmas is not the time to innovate and try out a new recipe, right? Christmas is the time to come down home to all the things that you love, that are nostalgic, that you remember, that are trusted and classic. And I want to tell you what we're here to do tonight. I do not have an innovative Christmas sermon. Tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to come right home to the true, authentic, classic Christmas story. What happened that night? Mary, Joseph, angel, shepherds christ and what does he mean so i'm going to ask you we're, nothing innovative i'm going to ask you to grab your bible the tried and true book that christians for thousands of years have looked to and we're going to go right to the trustworthy dr luke who's going to tell us in great detail what happened on that christmas light so grab your bible luke chapter two and i'm going to ask you to stand to your feet as we honor god's word Uh, And just so you know, a classic Christmas Eve service does finish with candle lighting and Christmas Eve. So all the little ones that got your little LED candles, I hope you have those things ready. We're going to get to that in just one minute. Matt, or sorry, Luke chapter 2. We're going to start at verse 1. Everybody ready? I hope that in here there's lots of these sentences that you could basically say by heart. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they had made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of God. All right, you can be seated. Now I know that, you know, in the time that we have here this Christmas Eve with all our young ones in here, you know, if you come on a typical Sunday, a sermon's around 30, 35, 40 minutes. I know I do not have 40 minutes. I got about 15 minutes before I lose everybody in the room because it's Christmas. But it's not going to take me more than 15 minutes to tell you about the most incredible thing that ever happened in human history. Luke tells us, it happened when Caesar Augustus was the leader of the known world. Caesar Augustus. In history, the historical records, his name was Octavian. Octavian at the Battle of Actium beat and defeated the armies of Mark Antony and Cleopatra. And with that decisive victory, he became the solo singular leader of an empire that stretched all across the known world. 2,000 years ago, his leadership under his rule were people as far as the Atlantic Ocean on the coast of Portugal to the east, all the way to the Euphrates River, which is in modern-day Iraq. People around the Mediterranean, all on the north coast of Africa, from Casablanca in Morocco, over to Libya, around to Egypt, all the way around to the north, as far north as Great Britain and the Rhine River in Germany. 500 million people were under the command of one man, And that one man, Caesar Augustus, made one decree that everybody should head to their hometown. And he had his own purposes for it. He wanted to count the registration to both um, register all the men of fighting age so that they could be drafted, need be, and also to make sure that everybody could pay their taxes because Roman roads don't come free except by the invisible hand of God in a way that Caesar Augustus did not know. The very reason why he called for everybody to be registered is because a woman named Mary, who he did not know, and a man named Joseph, who he had no idea about, they needed to make their way to the city of Bethlehem because on this day, this time, when he ordered the decree, what he did not know is that Jesus Christ, the world's true Savior and Lord, was to be born, but not in Nazareth which is where they were. And the reason why they were in Nazareth is because a young man named Joseph had fallen in love with this woman named Mary, and Mary's hometown was Nazareth. But that was not Joseph's hometown. So when they ordered the decree, Mary and Joseph had to leave Nazareth and go up to Bethlehem. And the reason why is because 700 years before this night, God told the prophet Micah that from the city of Bethlehem, the Savior of the world was going to be born. 700 years later, after that promise was made, the promise was fulfilled on this night. Mary and Joseph, the time came for Mary's boy to be born, the one that she had nurtured and carried in her womb. She had naturally grown him the way wombs do, the way women do, except that baby did not come from Joseph. That baby came from he was conceived by the Holy Spirit this was God's own son and for the first time on that night two people, Mary and Joseph looked into the eyes into the pupils of God the eternal son of God became a child and was born right there what do you think it was like for Mary and Joseph to look at the baby Jesus and then look at each other and to say do you see this this is God in flesh appearing right here And while that happened, shepherds who were out in the fields in Bethlehem, keeping watch over the flocks by night, they had spent many nights watching over these flocks and looking up in the night sky. They never had a night like this. This night... Now, Luke is telling you, this is the same Luke who told you about Octavian, who became Caesar Augustus, who did in fact order by royal decree a census to be taken over all of his land. Luke even tells you who is the governor of Syria, Quirinius, and he even tells you this was his first census. He would go on for many more censuses. So Luke is telling you right here in human history exactly what happened. And at the same time, then Luke turns his attention because nobody in here has a problem believing Was Caesar Augustus really the emperor? Did did, did Mary and Joseph really go to the town of Bethlehem? Is there really a place called Syria? Nobody has any doubts about that. And then the next verse, Luke's pen will turn his attention to telling you about some other people. An angel, a heavenly being, appeared to the shepherds in the field. And when that heavenly being appeared, the shepherds were were very afraid. The old King James Version says, sore afraid. Sore afraid. Right, the Greek would say hyper afraid. The most afraid that they had ever been in their entire life is the feeling they had when this angel appeared, and the angel said, Don't be afraid, I bring you tidings of great joy. And then the next thing you know, it not only was there one angel there, all the shepherds watching over the flock looked up into the heavens and saw the heavenly shepherds. The Bible says that angels are ministering spirits who watch over God's people. It's no mystery that the shepherds would be the first ones to see the angelic shepherds that watched over them by night. And those angels were seeing glory to God in the highest. And right here in this manger, this one spot, all the world of the heavenly creatures... And all the world of human history are all together in one place. And this little baby Jesus is the king and ruler of both. Jesus Christ is the king and ruler of all the angelic creatures and beings. And he will be forever and ever, world with no end. And Jesus Christ is the ruler over all, not only all of heaven, all of earth. This is why we sing every Christmas, let earth Receive her king. Jesus Christ is the place where the rule of heaven and the rule of earth come together in one spot. And Luke is telling us all about it. This is why we have these great celebrations. And the Bible teaches that his saving work and his kingship will go on forever and ever. He is a great savior. However, even though Jesus Christ is the turning point person in all of heavenly history, the angels have their own history books about things that have happened in the heavens that we don't know about. And the Bible is the history book of what's happened in the human race. All of that history doesn't make any difference except for one thing. What does happens, what, what role has Jesus Christ played in your history? The Bible tells you that every single one of us, every single person I know who can hear my voice, you were made to know God, to love God, to worship God. You were made to be happy forever and ever in your relationship with God. And the Bible says every single person, no matter how much we try to or desire or want to be a good person and to know God, we have something sick wrong with us. That thing is, that problem is called sin. We rebel against God, and we're convinced that we could be happy in our own way by pursuing our very own things. And the Bible says that we absolutely need saving. And the Christmas story is that Jesus Christ, God's own son, was sent from his heavenly father and also willingly took on a full human nature so that in that body that had to be swaddled in swaddling clothes. And had to be fed and nursed and cared for. That in that body, Jesus Christ, not 30 years later, would hang up on a cross. And the reason why is because our sin and our rebellion needed a payment, a punishment that we could never pay. And Jesus Christ became a real human being with skin and bones and blood. God did that. So that he could save people like you and me who had rebelled against God. At the end of the day, the core of the Christmas message is that you can know God. You can come to God. You are made to be loved by God. One of my favorite Christmas carols said, when he appeared, the soul felt its worth, its weight, its heaviness. Have you felt that weight? You know that deep down, real, real deep down, you long to be loved, and no matter how much your parents loved you, and no matter how much your spouse has loved you, no matter how much your kids have loved you, it's never quite fulfilled and satisfied the way that you really, really long to be loved. And the reason why is because God made you to love you with a kind of love that you've never been loved with before. And you know that you want to experience pleasure and joy. And you go to the sunset down at the shore and you go on vacation and you try to achieve things at work. You, you try to do all these different things to kind of reach a satisfaction that deep down you really, really hunger for. And you ever really notice no matter how much it happens for you, it just doesn't quite scratch that itch that's down there. You want to know why? Because your soul is telling you about its worth. It's made to be known and loved and held and fulfilled by one person and that's Jesus Christ. And in God's great mercy he's created us with a longing to know God and then he's given us Jesus Christ so that we can at the end of the day the core of this message right here is where is Jesus Christ fit in your history Luke tells you where he fits in human history and the Bible does give us little hints about where Jesus fits in the angel's history where is Jesus Christ in your history have you come to recognize I long for God I've sinned and rebelled against God I have no way to get to this thing that I have to get to, which is this relationship with God. And there's only one way that that can happen. Unto you, the person sitting in your chair, a Savior has been born because a Savior was necessary. And the Christmas story is that the Savior that you needed has been born. And this is good news of great joy that will be to all people. And this is why the angels are singing joyfully and Mary and Joseph and Elizabeth and Zachariah, all the people around the Christmas story are exploding with joy. The angels are, what about you? Is, is, is tonight, the night that we celebrate the birth, God in flesh appearing to save us from our sins and make it so that the eternity... The Bible says no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has in store for us. Everlasting life will go on forever and ever and ever because one thing happened. Jesus came to save the people from their sins. Unto you a child is born. Unto you a son is given. And he's here to save us from our sins. Would you stand to your feet? Let me close in a prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray that I've done faithful tonight. I don't have an innovative sermon to give. Just one thing. The core message of Jesus Christ from heaven, you have come to save us from our sins and to give us the great gift of eternal life that we so long for, that we lost, and that you came to rescue. Lord, I pray for everybody here tonight who's been born again, who while I've been talking, they said, my soul has felt its worth and found its mate in King Jesus. I pray for every one of us, Christmas gets richer and richer every Christmas until the day we die. And I pray tonight for anybody who's here who has felt the weight of their soul, hungry for a love they have not experienced, longing for a joy that they have not yet felt, looking for a kind of a heavenly existence that they have only scratched the surface on, But they've not come to you. I pray tonight it'd be as simple as three words. I'm sorry. I have rebelled against God and tried to find my own ways to be happy. And for that, forgive me. Please come into my life, to the deepest part of me. Forgive my sin and cleanse me and give me the eternal life, the living water that that when I drink it, I will never thirst again. And thank you, Lord, for everybody that's here. How could we ever say thank you enough for the birth of Jesus Christ? We are so, so thankful. And it's in his name, with deep gratitude and joy we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, now, in, uh, in just a minute, we're going to have a little uh, silent night candle lighting. But first, I want to kind of give you a few instructions about that. Does everyone want to get your little candle out? Now, I know what we're doing is a little risky. We're going to have almost, you know, maybe more than a thousand little live fires in one room. So what's going to happen? I'm going to light this and the ushers are going to light it and they're going to kind of go up the aisles and start lighting the candles. But most of you are going to get your candle lit by your neighbor, not, not by one of the ushers. This means we have to safely and worshipfully pass fire through the room. Is everybody, can I trust you to do this? Okay. Can I just give you one rule that's going to keep us all safe? Okay. I'm going to say it once and then you can say it with me. All right. Uh, Lit candles don't tip. Everybody say it with me. Lit candles don't tip. What I mean by that is, okay, I'm going to light this candle. See how that one didn't tip? This one did. Uh, If you have the candle with fire, you don't reach out for your neighbor. That's a no-no because lit candles don't That's right. If you have an unlit candle, it's your job to go to the flame right? You go to the flame, no, uh, no tipping over candles. If you're a little one and you got your LED, you could do whatever you want to. You could wave it around, swing it around. Mom and dad, you may not do that. Now what's going to happen slowly while we do this? The room is going to get a little more and more filled with candlelight. And I know that what this might stir up in you is a lot of nostalgia from Christmas's past. I hope so. Christmas should get richer every year. But the reason why we light these candles and talk about this silent night, holy night is the light of the world. The shepherds looked up and saw the angel and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. What that means is heavenly, brilliant light shone around that angel and shone around Jesus Christ. And if you're a Christian, that glory has shone in our hearts, scripture says. When we sing silent night, what we do is we step back astounded, With our mouths, there's no words that we have to speak for what happened the night that the second person of the Trinity, the eternal Son of God, came right into our world, right down to a physical location, the manger. God had coordinates on this night in Bethlehem, about 32 degrees north, about 32 degrees east. The eternal Son of God was on a plot point in our planet That should make us all stand back with no words.